to use AI or not to use AI? That is the question. Artificial intelligence feels like the easy button right now, right? But there are important do's and don'ts when it comes to using AI for your business. On this episode of Midwest Mindset, we are joined by an AI expert, Sean Quintero. Sean is the chief AI officer for Elite Real Estate Systems, and he runs his own business that coaches business owners to success with product launches and growth programs. Hello and welcome back to Midwest Mindset, the podcast that makes marketing easy and simple to do for any business. Today we're joined by Sean Quintero, who is going to give you the do's and don'ts of using AI. Let's talk about all things AI. Yeah. Um, I love AI. Uh, I also know that AI, it has its limitations. It's a tool, there's a place for it. I, we did a whole episode about it is foolish to not use it. It is equally foolish to overuse it and lean on it too much yeah. and i was excited when we first met because you are a an ai expert uh, i think you're the only ai expert i know everybody thinks they're an expert on ai you are truly an, an expert in fact you work with and talk with in regular conversations with the leading ceos and owners of all these different ai, AI companies we hear about jasper chat gpt and all these you know um bard and you're in the know so i was thrilled to have you on the the podcast here to talk about some of the basics that i think get overlooked yeah. in this very radically evolving conversation about uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and the practical uses of it. Yeah. So thank you first and foremost for, yeah. for coming out and nerding out with us here on the show. Well, I'm super excited to be here, Matt. Um, I, and I think what a lot of people don't re uh, recognize is that AI has actually been here since the 50s. Yeah. So it's not something that's new, it's something that's new to the masses. Uh, in 1950, uh, AI, artificial intelligence was coined. And in 1960, we had the very first chatbot. So we think about like ManyChat and some other things where there's an auto responder happening. That was happening in the 1960s. There was a chatbot called Eliza and Eliza was a trained to be a psychotherapist. And so somebody could use Eliza to get therapy from wow. this robot, right? Which is pretty incredible. I feel like I need the I need Eliza today <laughs> more, than, more than ever, yeah. Um, so, so Eliza came around and then we had um, uh, a, an AI robot that came in, uh, uh, about in 1990, um, which was named Kismet. Um, Kismet was facial. So there was expression and emotional expression that was taking place with this robot and this AI, uh, embodied AI is what they call it. And then in 2008, we had Facebook and Facebook, uh, did something massive in 2009, which was, do you remember if if you were an early adopter of Facebook, you would log in and you'd see what was posted most recently. Mm -hmm. Now you log in, you see things from like five days ago, yeah, it's seven all days ago. Engagement right? based. It's today. all about engagement, and they made that big shift to an algorithm based feed. In other words, what they really wanted was to see what is going to get the most engagement because we want to keep people on our platform because if we keep people on our platform, they see more ads and we yeah. make more money from the ad spend. And so 2009, Facebook changed the game. Essentially, they said, we're going to have a computer determine what you see on your, on your computer when you log in. And everybody began to kind of adopt that over the last 20 years. Netflix, you log into my Netflix, it's going to be very different than what mm -hmm. you see when you log into yours. Even Why? a basic Google, you open up Google, you Google? go to the website, it's going to be yep. totally different based on your location and your Google account you're logged into. So there's an AI algorithm, right? There's an algorithm that's essentially determining what is curated on your feed. So for the last 20 years, we've seen curated 
AI. Uh, we haven't had access to it though, right? It's if I log into Facebook, Facebook makes the determining factor um, or the determining decision. In 2000, uh, just last year, November, October, November of last year, uh, OpenAI decided we're going to rush this and we're going to make OpenAI available to everybody through ChatGPT. And it was the fastest growing platform in all of human history until like Facebook just released Threads. And now Threads <laughs> yeah. is the fastest growing technically. Um, but it was the fastest growing piece of, piece of uh, technology that was the most adapted in all of human history. And people started using it. And they were wowed. Like I could put some input in, I could put a prompt in and get information out. But what has happened is nobody read the terms and conditions. Nobody read the privacy policy. And there are some serious risks with, with that. Serious you've been like risks. me on that. I didn't even, I mean, chat GPT was not my, my go-to. I was resistant. Yeah. I was using Jasper, which also has some, some privacy concerns uh, as well. Maybe not quite as severe as, as what chat GPT is currently facing with literal yeah. lawsuits from yes. what 50 different companies you said. There, it's, it's wild. So OpenAI is um, essentially the input that you give it is used as data that can then be accessed by somebody else's prompt. So in other words, if I'm putting in proprietary information, well, somebody can have the right prompt and access that proprietary information, which is wild. So what happened was all these employees started using ChatGPT, started all of this in, putting all of this data in, and now OpenAI can leverage that data and use that data to teach their AI and then yeah. be able to answer other people's problems. So like, let's say you have McDonald's and Burger King, right? So you say you have the, the two chefs, I'm simplifying this, but sure. McDonald's yeah. and Burger King, and they're like, okay, I need to type up a, a, a an email campaign about this burger recipe at, at uh, McDonald's and everybody wants to know what the secret sauce is. Well, I'm gonna imp input what that secret sauce ingredients are. Well, then somebody over at Burger King, cause it's a shared platform, it's open AI, it's open to anybody. Now, if they enter the right prompts, somebody over at Burger King would be like, hey, I got your secret sauce now finally and there's nothing you can do about it well mcdonald's of course suing then and burger king would then see everybody's suing it's a very simplified example it's a very simplified way. example <laughs> but that's what i, try. I yes. like that's how i do i like to keep yes. it simple but no, that, in essence there, that's there what's are happening. rumors that OpenAI is going to release two more um paid services so right now you have the free version which is 3.5 and you have the pro version which is gpt4 there's rumors that they're going to release a gpt4 upgraded option for like enterprise level corporations because that's their solution to yeah. privacy concerns. Um, here's what's wild. is ChatGPT is just the beginning. There is, just last month, over 3,000 AI softwares that were released to the public. Mm -hmm. 3,000 new ChatGPT type things, uh, AI generating there softwares. Are companies I'm seeing just built off of ChatGPT. It's wild. Popping up overnight. And a lot of them are very innovative, practical yeah. solutions. Uh, and and I'll, we'll get into that here in, in a bit because there are some of the best practices I think we, we agree on as far as how you should use it, yeah. how you should implement this because it, it's amazing. It's yeah. incredible. It, it's happening. It's been here, like you said, yes. since the 1950s. So it's been here for a while. It's not something that's new. It's simply that's something that's accessible. We went mm -hmm. from a curation AI to now a creation AI. I can go on to ChatGPT or any other of the alternatives and create seven days of content mm -hmm. in seconds, which yeah. is wild. Yeah. So we now have access to creation AI. 
with curation AI, though, there were a lot of really good things that were mentioned, right? A lot of really great things that were mentioned when Facebook democratized information. Everybody has a voice, right? Which is a great thing. Mm -hmm. People who have been systemically oppressed, people who have typically not had a voice, they now have access to everybody where they can share what they've experienced. So everybody has a voice, which is awesome. The downside is everybody has a voice. And so what happens is there's information overload. There's analysis paralysis. There's um, all of these really weird, creepy people who are leveraging access to minors, right? There's this access that now everybody has it, but also everybody mm -hmm. has it. So th same thing with creation AI is there are some really positive things, but there's also some really um, major yellow and red flags that yeah. a lot of people are ignoring. Number one is just trust. How do I trust if somebody can take three seconds of my voice and then replicate it to say anything in any, you know, um, tone mm -hmm. of my voice, if somebody can take just three seconds, what's to stop them from calling my parents and asking them for my social security number yeah. because I forgot, yeah. which is something that has happened. Thank God that this did not, it, this technology voice cloning was not around when I was in high school because in high school, I remember we used to take cassette players and we would I would talk really slow yeah. and then we would play it back high speed and I would sound like a chipmunk yeah. and I would sing songs that's how we would like prank girls in our class like that's the level where we were imagine if I had voice cloning technology yeah. I mean how many I mean I I, I this is joking, but I, this is bound to happen. You have revenge porn. Yeah. I mm -hmm. mean, what tell you somebody's voice. Because there's, like, there's not just voice, is... but there's video generation yeah. as well. There's deep fakes yes. that now is so easy to create. So somebody could take you, yeah. they can have you dancing naked in like a square. <laughs> well, that already exists and... <laughs> for real. But, so. but nobody would yeah. know the difference because it looks so real. Yeah. It sounds so real. And you, you don't even have to go so far as to clone me or my voice or my body. You could just be somebody else and ruin somebody's life. You could say, yeah. uh, hey, this is just a random AI generated voice saying, yeah, I just want to let you know I'm having an affair with your husband. It's been going on for two years yeah. just because you're jealous uh, or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, you're outside of that relationship. You want to ruin yeah. somebody's life. I mean, yeah. that's how, that's how powerful these tools are. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's the unregulated territory or area that, that we is, live in right now. It, that we are in right now that is, could cause the most harm. Yes. Am I worried about Terminator 2? No, I'm not worried about Judgment Day in that extreme. Yeah. Listen, AI is eventually going to surpass human beings in, yeah. in evolution. Oh, it already has it, it, in so many different ways, right? Yeah. It's passing the bar in five minutes, it, when it, which is wild. It's yeah. being a, it's um, mm -hmm. and what it's doing is it's able to create things. So right now there was an AI that generated a bacteria, um, a plastic eating bacteria, mm -hmm. which is fantastic to be able to put into the ocean and mm -hmm. eat up all the plastic that's there. Yeah, and so it's it's solving nearly scientifically almost scientifically impossible and challenges which is positive things right yeah. there's an ai that is cellular level um a, an, an embodied ai a robot that's being trained to be injected and it looks like liquid so it'll inject it into your body it'll go through your entire body and identify all the things that are wrong and then start fixing it start regenerating mm -hmm. the parts of your body that are poor and, and that's, so that's where there's some at. good things <laughs> yes. and there's some really well, dangerous things because like my point though it was the, exactly that it's out of our hands either way okay yeah. so let's say ai takes over uh 10 years 50 years 100 years from now it's either going to destroy mankind as everybody thinks with terminator 2 or yeah. it could save mankind because let's be honest here yeah. 
mankind, we've done a pretty crappy job of saving ourselves. I mean, you know, we talk about like driverless cars as an example of like, well, freak out when there's one driverless car accident, but how many humans are in accidents? Cause we're looking yeah. at our phones and stuff. So yeah. I, I think we tend to overreact in the pendulum swing. So let's yes. get into some of the so best practices. Some principles. Yeah, some principles, some principles of understanding AI. and playing with AI. Number one, I think everyone should play with AI. AI is integrating into literally every single area of our life. There was an AI or an embodied AI that just successfully did a liver transplant, which is wild. There was no doctor's hands on this operation. Wow. It was purely robotic AI. So there's some really good things about it. Um, it's integrating into every part of our life. So go play with it. If it's ChatGPT, go play with ChatGPT. Just don't put like your social security <laughs> number in it or anything like that. Go play with it. Don't ask clone it to my create, voice. That's... Ask it to create a poem about dogs and pizza. Mm -hmm. Ask it to create a um, an, a, an you know a, a summary of your favorite book. Just go play with it. Mm -hmm. The more you can interact with it, the easier it is. Like my parents, right? They first got onto Facebook and they didn't know anything. They were like, "What yeah. do I do?" And now and my now, mom's like yeah. an expert on Facebook <laughs> and was like blowing up. So yeah. so just go play with it. The more comfortable you get with it, the be the easier it is to integrate it. Um, What's so important is you have to be an informed user, though. I I believe the more informed you are, the better decision you can make for yourself. Uh, ignorance is not bliss in this situation. So go get informed, understand what it is, how it's being used, because I don't believe AI will be, replace humans, but I do AI. I, I believe humans who use AI will replace humans. Yes. Because it's... of the just accelerated, rapid... Um, creation you can do with it's it. It's the it's a tool. Like I, yeah. when we did Ben and I talked about this initially on an episode of the podcast, and I use the analogy of a pneumatic nail gun. Like it's connected to an air compressor. You know, you could go build a house with a hammer and a nail. It would take you a lot longer. This pneumatic air gun this nail gun you can build a house faster you can do a lot more cool things yeah. with it it's just streamlined but it's still a tool it yeah. can't build the house for yeah. you yeah. and i think when it comes to anything we, we work in the world of marketing and i know you come from a, an extensive marketing uh, background yourself um we work in this world where we have to understand and know how to connect emotionally and i think we we underestimate maybe overestimate AI or we underestimate just how important that feeling brain versus the yeah. thinking brain uh, impacts our decisions. And I think that's that's the risky territory when it comes yeah. to content creation and, and some of these, you know, you talk about principles yeah. to me, understanding just the baseline principle, like why do humans decide to do one thing versus another? Yes. Well, it has to do with emotions and AI is not at a point where it can have emotions or understand or comprehend. It can try and simulate pretty closely, yeah. but it isn't quite there. So like, what do you yet. recommend? For it's like, not there not yet. yet. I will say yeah. probably over the next six months, you will have AI that's indistinguishable from human um, interaction. What I will say, though, is that humans will always still be a necessary ingredient that you're still a necessary ingredient when it comes to copy because you have to edit it. You have to make sure it's doing everything you want it to just strategically. It's a tool. Mm -hmm. And so there are certain ways, which we'll get into on the practical tacticals that you can make your AI sound exactly like you. I have my AI. I can ask it to write an email and it'll sound exactly like I write emails. I write emails with exclamation points. Mm -hmm. I put smiley faces. I say, OMG, it'll create content just like mm -hmm. me. 
but you have to train your AI to do it. So and we'll get into it the onboarding, which I we, like we call that, it yeah. onboarding yeah. your AI to to your kind of integrate integrating it into you. But principle number one is go be an informed user, go play with it, and be informed about what it is. Principle number two is your necessary ingredient. It cannot replace you. You're human. You have this consciousness and this experience. Uh, maybe AI, right, will become what's called general um, general AI, which is a conscious being in creation maybe who knows uh but right now you're a necessary ingredient that's principle number two and principle number three is the better you your input is the greater your output will be if i go ask and simply ask it to write an email if i come to you and mm -hmm. say write me an email and that's all i say yeah how good mm -hmm. is that email going to be not going to be very good you don't know what the topic is you don't I, know who it's going out although to, to you my don't credit, know anything i would have a lot of exclamation points you, as well and smiley faces <laughs> i do that I, I, I feel like every email deserves at least one smiley face but that's one just me smiley you know? face. i mean yeah um so so you wouldn't have any idea but if i told you hey i like to put a lot of exclamation points i put um happy faces i am on the myers-briggs i'm an mm -hmm. infp uh, my personality i am also an enneagram three so i'm very accomplishment driven uh i also like to help people because i'm a wing two on disc i'm a high i high s uh and so if i gave you all that information i said can you write something that kind of sounds like me now you have more information yeah. to build your email off of. So what we do is we do something called onboarding. We onboard your AI. We have a sp very specific prompt where we go over personality, we go over accomplishments, we go over past copy and language that you've written yourself. So I'll give my AI all of this information and then I'll say, can you analyze this and um, write in my voice? And then it'll start saying, yeah, of course, what do you want me to write? Mm -hmm. And now I can ask it. So the more, again, the better the input, the better the output. Even then, even as close as accurate, because most most people may be hearing like, I, I haven't done a single one of those personality tests, yeah. so I don't even know what to tell it. Well, even First with- First of all, go take those yeah, personality take, assessments. They're free. Yeah. <laughs> They're so good. However, even with all of those, you still, we're not just handing this the baton off and saying, yeah. you do all the work from now on. I'm just going to sit back and drink my ties. Like you're still, the reason you're, you're necessary is because you're necessary. You're part of this equation. So mm -hmm. for a business owner, for anybody using AI, whether it's writing a, 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 a property listing, you're selling a motorcycle or a, a home or, or maybe something more complex, you're writing a blog article for your website, you're trying to, or social media content, you're trying to post that, you still have to, uh, or Chad uh, used this analogy, which I like, you're the pilot, uh, AI is the co-pilot, you know, and I feel like that's pretty accurate and true. You, you can't just say, do it all for me. Um, it may do a good job. It may do a poor job, yeah. but that, that I feel is that, do you see that too much today? Yeah. Are people swinging that pendulum too so far? Here's, like here's what I would it? say. I would say it's like a teenager. If I, if you ask a teenager to go clean their room, don't do a little bit of a good job, but then you walk in and you're like, okay, wait a minute. There's clothes under the bed. Let's mm -hmm. actually put those in the laundry. Right. So it'll, it'll do a okay job. Yeah. You, it, it'll give you, so with a poor input, right? No, not really good prompts, not really onboarding it. Like we talked about, it'll give you a two out of 10, it'll yeah. write an email, but it won't be very good with the prompts. It'll, um, and the onboarding process that we encourage people to do, it'll then give you a seven or an eight out of 10, but it's still not a 10 out of 10. And that's where you yeah. come in and you take that eight out of 10 and make it a 10 out of 10. Now here's what has been really good. Like just on the practical side, is what would traditionally take me personally um, if I'm writing like a seven day email drip to someone um, every single day I want an email to go out that would take me like three days to yeah. really like go in write it get it perfect 
Now it takes me like an hour. Yeah. Because AI gives me something to start with, gives me an eight out of 10 for all those emails. And I just go in now, okay, let me adjust this a little bit. That is the secret. That's the, the, the big win. I feel like we overlook, um, or don't maybe don't give credit where credit is due. And that's just how this tool is in probably one of the most revolutionary, incredible tools at our disposal. And we have it today. It's right there. It's yeah. free or next to it, right? Yeah. It's pretty affordable, even if you're paying for your subscription models. And we have it, but it's knowing how to use that tool. And yes. I think you're, you're hitting on that perfectly. What do you get out of it? How much time are you saving? A blog article. We we went through this on, on that episode where we talked about, here's the process you can use to get your first draft written based off of a transcript of a voice message you leave yourself on your way home or a podcast or wherever you pull it from. But that's still only going to get you like a five or a six out of a 10 for your yeah. SEO performance. So you still have to know what do I have to check off on this list? And then what am I going to add those requirements Google wants yeah. for that to make you an authority and show yeah. expertise and all those things? Here's the thing about AI and with all of the analogies that we're, we're sharing, you know, the, the nail gun, I think, is, is an analogy. The thing with AI is the AI is like a nail gun that gets smarter. Mm -hmm. Right. It's consistently learning right now. So I'll, I'll give you an example. And it's, it's kind of a wild example is uh, there was a research company that was training an, an, an AI learning um, platform, uh, English, the English language. Um, after about three months, it started responding in Spanish and the engineers didn't give it Spanish. Oh, wow. They have no idea how it acquired a new language. Hmm. Um, and then three weeks later, it learned Portuguese and then it learned French. And then like there is no the, the, the AI machine is learning at a faster rate than the engineers can identify how it's learning. So it's learning at a rapid pace. OpenAI has so much data on us, mm -hmm. so much information. Their machine has learned so much and it's only getting smarter. So. That's why I mentioned like be an informed user because right now with the right prompts, it's an eight out of 10. I suspect in about a year, it'll start giving us 10 out of yeah. 10 content, 12 out of 10, even better things than we can imagine because now it, it, it can create an output, but in a way where it's also analyzing in seconds, psychology, human behavior, human emotion, the history, uh, you know, a person's, person's purchasing yeah. Um, behavior, all of this information that it can then input into this email. So even then, even then though, even we get to a couple years from now, things are like super advanced. Yeah. Even then you're still required because AI can't go out and live your life for you. It can't go out and have your life experiences. And here's the thing I think with AI specifically to that is what I'm encouraging a lot of people to do is imagine if, if who wants to spend seven days writing a seven day email drip? Nobody wants, I don't want to do that. If I can do, you know, in, in seven days, the work in seven days, but within two hours, that means I have all this extra time to go live life, mm -hmm. to spend time with my, 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 my yeah. daughter who's nine months and my wife to, to go do life. Nobody actually wants to be behind a computer and write the yeah. emails um, unless that brings you joy. Um, and you actually want to do it. The majority of us don't, I don't at least. But you have so much time to go do what you do want. Nobody yeah. can write the book for you. Nobody can, you know, create that piece of art that's from your hands. AI is going to enable you to have more time to go do the things you want to do. Like our podcast is a great example. And that's kind of what we coach people with like, okay, there's a lot of AI platforms and tools for a podcast specifically for blog writing, all these other elements. And when you start to remove all these things that are tedious, right? Yes. Monotonous. They aren't the fun part. What that actually ends yeah. up doing is now you freed up an extra hour or two 
which can make a world of difference for you to focus on what you actually love, which is yeah. hosting the podcast, which is coming up with creative ideas and stories and how are you going to, what guests are you going to talk to and how are you, what networking event are you going to go to promote it? Or, I mean, there's so much you could do that's just a better use of your time. Yes. And that's where I feel like AI is, is you are missing the boat entirely if you're avoiding it for ego, for nostalgia, for fear, or, or just a general misunderstanding of what it is. Uh, you are missing the boat uh, big time because that that to me is that's the opportunity especially for business owners who yeah. need that help with a budget yeah. what last thing i want to ask you is like what if you because i know there's a, a lot of different platforms you could recommend yeah. what but what what nudge or supportive direction would you would you push our 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 business owner who's like okay i i admit maybe i've been reluctant I want to try it. How, like, where should a business owner start utilizing AI? I don't know if that's a platform or a process or a certain area of their business, but where would you, what's a safe, uh, comfortable place for them to start? Yes. So the very first thing I would recommend is just go play with it. There are so many free platforms to start with ChatGPT, right? It's free. Go play with it. Everyone's using it. Just have fun with it. That's to get yourself normalized to it. But if you want to use it in a very strategic way, um, we have a platform that we recommend to everybody that's a big alternative to ChatGPT, and it's called Magi. You can find it. If you, I'm yeah. sure there's going to be a link we'll somewhere. It, yeah. Yeah. We use it as well. Um, You've turned us on great. to it. It's fantastic. Yep. So, um, or you can go to our website, heysheanq.com mm -hmm. forward slash AI. Um, but it it is really powerful in the way that it organizes your information. It protects your information. So the thing with... Uh, Magi is it leverages GPT-4. It's built on the API, um, OpenAI's API, but you also have other learning platforms that you can use. So there's Cloud, there's Leonardo for image generation. There's so many other things. Um, they don't save your data. So they don't allow other people to have access to your data when kind of asking a, prompts. Like a buffer. So there's a proprietary security there, which is really key. So um, you can build brands out. So, you know, how I was saying like, here's my personality, here's yeah. my information. You can have that saved in as a brand voice. Um, you can add team members to it. So if you have VAs or, um, any type of like marketing assistants or anything mm -hmm. like that, you can give your chats access, um, your, your VAs access to your chats. Um, and I really like that because you only have to do the work once. You don't have to have a VA redo the work of seasoning an AI. It's here's my AI. Now go ask it questions because I've already seasoned it. Um, and then you can create custom personas. So we've created custom service reps where we give all our SOPs, all of our um, responses to emails, et cetera. And now instead of people emailing us for like support at our email, they're speaking to this AI chatbot who has yeah. all of the information anyway. So there's some really cool things that are um, that you can leverage with Magi that I recommend. Just go to heyshawnq, H-E-Y-S-H-A-W-N-Q.com forward slash AI. And we'll have the link in the show notes uh, as well. Sean, thank you so much, man. I, I, I love nerding out. I, my wife is, she is hardcore, and I mean hardcore, into yeah. crafting. Um, and so that's that's her jam. She's yeah. crafting, crafting, crafting. And one day she came downstairs, she's like, are you ever going to get up off your off the couch? It's been like two, <laughs> two three days, you've been sitting there on your laptop. And I said, uh, I said, Wendy, you have crafting, I have nerding. That's what this is, this is nerding. And I feel like it should be, it's, you know, probably a national pastime. I think yeah. for you and I, it definitely is. Very much so. Um, I love talking about this, nerding out about it, whatever you want to call it. And I feel like it definitely inspires me doing what we do, um, sharing this information, the things we learn with business owners, because 
it it really is a game changer. Uh, you know, fifty one percent of businesses go out of business their first three to five years. Yeah. I think that would be a dramatically different number if people took advantage of some of the free tools yeah. that they can use that are not hard to use and they're actually pretty fun and pretty cool once you get into using them. So and thank you for this, sharing that. With this case study, there's a company that was just started this year. They've surpassed two million dollars and it's two people. But wow. all they're doing is AI. Hmm. Their AI is doing all the work. So if you can leverage the heck out of AI, there's so much opportunity out there for you.